You are listening to the Self Made Bay podcast with your co-hosts Danny Fountain and Lola Gilbert, who dive deep into the psychology and strategy of starting a business. Here is the place where we get real with you, talk about the gritty parts of business that make us cry, and cut out the bullshit. We're ready to talk about how the hell we handle the day-to-day when life gets hard. Take our hands, join in conversation, and get real support as you build your empire. Because you're a self-made babe. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feeds or iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram at selfmadebabepodcast. All links are in the show notes. Now, let's get into the show. Hello, and welcome back to the Self-Made Babe podcast. Today, we are here with Eric Campbell. Eric is a fashion stylist and recent full-time entrepreneur. Yesterday was his last day, y'all. He has an Instagram perfect life with his partner, Tyler McCall, Yorkie Poo Douglas, and the color pink. Seriously, there's a lot of pink. He launched the Blink Bitch, an online tea and pin shop in 2017 after many wine-soaked nights on Snapchat. Go figure. In his free time, he enjoys eating donuts, drinking ice lattes, and eating donuts. Sometimes he works out by walking to get donuts. He really likes donuts, y'all. We're so excited to have you on the show, Eric. Oh my God, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm eating a donut as we speak. (laughs) Are you still working on that big ass donut from yesterday? Oh my God. It's like halfway through. I'm pretty sure I ate most of it. (laughs) Like we, we shared it with friends, but I I think they had like a tiny, a tiny bit and I just devoured it. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Oh my goodness. So to give the audience a little bit of background, um, do you want to tell them what's up? Because the blank bitch isn't where it started. You also have another Insta where you're an influencer too. Oh my God. Yes. So yeah. So I have my, it's me, Eric C. That's my personal one, my personal Instagram. And, um, Oh my gosh, hold on. I just made the connection that the reason that there's two C's at the end of your handle is for your last name. It's my last name. (laughs) Literally. I know. (laughs) Literally it is split. People think I'm just being like Eric. Or or they realize they realize that it's my last name. Clearly, I was in the former camp. But anyway, continue. Yes. Anyways, so that's mine, and um, I've just been like, I don't know. I've been trying to like have a perfectly aesthetic lifestyle to put on Instagram. So that's where the pink came in, and my love for pink and my, my pretty life. And so I had that, <laughs> and then um, as you said in my bio. I um I had this this phase I guess you could call it where I would just kind of hang out on Snapchat and drink wine and just say the most ridiculous stuff <laughs> to all these people that was that were whoever was watching and I would lip sync as if I was on RuPaul's Drag Race and like I just would get drunk and have fun and um, I started saying this what I I coined the phrase, um, it's me, the drunk bitch, or it's me, the messy bitch, or um, <laughs> whatever I was feeling. It's me, the um, the gay bitch, whatever I was feeling. And so I would just say that, and then people started saying it's me, and I was like, hey, that's kind of a fun thing. I'm going to capitalize on that. <laughs> um, and I, so I was like, how, how can I do this? And so I took that phrase, and I made it the blank bitch. And yes. um, I was like, I'm going to make it, I'm going to ha- have some teas and 
um, enamel pins, which I'm obsessed with. I have a little flag full of like enamel pins. So I feel like it's natural that, that I would go into making enamel pins. <laughs> so yeah, so then I kicked that off um, not very long ago. And, um, and it's been going really well. At first I thought, I was like, this is kind of a weird concept. And I feel like it's something I kind of will have to explain to people like, no, I'm not calling you a bitch, but like, you know, you can like own being a bitch. And, um, but no, people got it. And they were just like, oh my God, I love that. I want that shirt. I love all the pink. It's so fun. And people really connected with it, which I was surprised with and happy with. Well, and I think too, like among our generation, I think there's been like a reclamation of the word bitch. Like mm-hmm. I call my friends bitch or like I yes. show them on Instagram, hey bitch. So I feel like it makes sense in our generation. Totally. Yeah. I got on here and I was like, hey bitches. Exactly. And I'm glad that I'm glad you didn't have a, a poor reaction. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. So obviously you are on day one of full-time entrepreneurship. Um, yes. The struggle is probably real. Talk to us about what's going through your mind. I know you have vacation coming up, but you've got to be wondering what's next. I am. Well, on this vacation, we're going to have work days, so I'm just going to work on all this stuff. Yeah, so I, um, I'm mostly, so when I decided to leave my job, uh, my full-time job, I was kind of nervous, but I also just had this feeling like I, I can make something work and I know I can always find an, a, like another full-time job if I wanted to, but I just had this confidence that like I can make something work and people like this stuff. And I just had this, um, it almost feels like a naive confidence, but I just, <laughs> I feel like it's, <laughs> I just feel like, um, like it'll happen. Something will happen. I'll figure it out. And it, just, it always works out, you know? And so, but yeah, and also I was talking to somebody the other day and I was like, yeah, I had a realization that not only am I like the creative force in this little like whatever in company, if you want to call it, but I'm also literally doing everything else. Like I have to do marketing and creative and all the boring, boring tasks that no one wants to do. Like I, that, that's, that's all on me. So like I need to kind of, um, cause at, at a full-time job, you have a boss and they're like, Hey, this needs to get done. I can get that done. They have like operational things that you just like have to happen and you get them done. But now it's my own thing. So I'm going to have to like kind of prioritize and think about that. And so that's kind of what's running through my mind. Like what's the best way I'm going to get through my day or my week. I'm going to bring Lola in here because I want to ask this question and she's going to run with it so far. Um, <laughs> but I'm curious if the fact that Tyler was an entrepreneur played into your decision when you were thinking about going full-time because now you're a two entrepreneur income household. Yes. (laughs) I know. Yes. Um, We like to say um, a power couple. That's what we refer to ourselves. Yes. So it definitely did because I saw him doing it. So which he's amazing. He's like just the way his mind works and how he works. He's like, um, just he's really awesome <laughs> i'm not saying that i'm not biased or anything but um but he's really good at what he does and like he just has a way of working and so i'm gonna try and leech that off of him but yeah i saw him doing it and doing it so well and i was like you know what i at least want to try this and see if i can make it work for myself and i would rather try it and completely fall on my face than like not try it and wonder years from now like i wonder had that been a thing like how it would have gone 
yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> I, yeah, I definitely want to build, I definitely want to dig into that topic a little bit more because we've actually talked to previous um, business owners before where they, they work together, but they own the same business. So it's very much like joint venture. They mm-hmm. are focusing on the same tasks, but for you and Tyler, it's almost like you guys have full-time jobs or you're focusing on completely separate things, but you're doing it from home. So you're still mixing that, like being together all the time. Like, so I'm just like, so curious I know it's it's very new for you you obviously just left yesterday so you haven't explored that quite as much but uh like for me I feel like there would almost be a fear of like how do we keep each other motivated and on task because we especially when you're a couple you just want to like hang out um (laughs) and, and like you have to motivate you and Tyler has to motivate him because it's not the same business so like what are your thoughts or, or how do you feel like that might develop in the upcoming three to six months? Yes. So that's actually something we've kind of talked about and how we have to have kind of our own space and we'll work together some days, but we can't work together all the time because we do distract each other. And, well, there's a few <laughs> things. So we do distract each other. Also, I have a, um, oftentimes I'll be like, Hey Tyler, how do, how do I do this? Or Hey Tyler, like, what do you think of this? And I just like barrage him with, is that the word? I just, I, I ask him so many questions and he's, and he'll lovingly like research the answer or tell me the answer, but I know that's a distraction. So we talked about that and having to like separate that and maybe like having a day where he helps me with stuff and I help him with stuff. And also we've talked about having space because, um, I'm secretly a bitch actually. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I need my alone time. I'm kind of an introvert. So I'd like, just being around somebody constantly, I can't really do it. So I'm like, I need my own time. I need time to like, just think to myself and work on my things. And, um, and I inevitably will have to come talk to you and ask you your opinion on things. But, um, but yeah, I'm like, we talked about it and we'll probably work around town and um, co-work, but having this understanding that we had shit to do. Yeah. And I feel like maybe, and I don't want to speak on behalf of Tyler, but I just feel like when you're in a a relationship with another person, hopefully you love them and you want to see them succeed. Um, So I'm sure that there's an added pressure for him to, to want, like you said, to want to help you so much. Um, And then that, like you said, that pressure just kind of falls on you to, to rein it back and and not ask so many questions. (laughs) I love it. And Tyler says he's, um, he's aggressively helpful. That's what he likes to say. So like, even if, even if I don't ask, like ask him something, I'm like, I'm planning this. I'm thinking it through. I'm very like, I'm in here. I think things through and that's just how I do. He's very like, okay, let's figure this out. You could do this. You know what you should do? You should do this. And then I get like, I'm just like, stop telling me what I need to do. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, it's kind of a constant conversation because he's very helpful sometimes to a point where I'm just like, stop helping me. I don't need your help. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that so much. I did want to jump back a step uh, because when I first found um, the blank bitch, I'm pretty, it was either through Danny or Tyler. I don't remember because I've been following both for such a long time. Um, and because I work on such a emotion driven and kind of like a deeper level, I really looked at it like this ability to express yourself in any way that you saw fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, and you guys already mentioned this, but also the ability to take back the word bitch, um, which is kind of something that I did with the Babetown Collective. Like when I was first thinking of the name for the Babetown Collective, mm-hmm. um, 
people were, there were a lot of women that commented that were like, I don't want to be called a babe. Like a babe is some like trashy, um, you know, woman with fake boobs who's like running down, you know, the street, mm-hmm. like naked, <laughs> like, and I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, so, so anyway, I love when you can take an idea that's as fun as the blank bitch, but also kind of have those underlying like positivity mm-hmm. movements throughout. Is that something that you were thinking about? Like, I know it was kind of like this fun thing that you just did with your friends, but as you're building a brand, is that something that you're thinking about through your marketing? And Yeah, definitely. Actually. Um, so I use the word bitch a lot. So to me, um, but I know it's still, that was when I first started it, I was like, I don't know if this will be touchy for some people, but they need to, um, not to be rude, but they need to get over it because it's just a word and it's kind of an awesome word. Um, but yeah, so I did also, when I was thinking about it, I was, I just thought it does have bitch in the, in the, the phrase is bitch, the blank bitch, but I feel like you can make it your own and you can kind of um, have fun with it and not take it, not take it too seriously. Um, and um, it can be something that represents you. So if that's, if you feel like whatever the Instagram bitch represents you, then I want to offer that to you. You know, I want you to have this kind of irreverent attitude still, but still having fun. And I mean, it's a pink shirt that says bitch on it. Like how fun is that? Uh, but you know, it kind of, I want it to represent people in some sort of way as, you know, I'm just a fun person, um, enjoying life and, um, calling myself a bitch. <laughs> yeah. And I, like I said, the, when I first saw it, my thing was like people who are like made fun of for a certain thing or even like small digs, maybe not like definitely, I don't think everything is bullying, but, but to a certain extent things that their friends did get them for, or, uh, you know, like I'm a big ass bitch. Like, I, you know, whatever it is that you want to take back, like it kind of gives you a platform to do that. And mm-hmm. I totally, totally love it. Um, so I'm going to ask you one more question and then I'll throw it back to, to, to Danny for some marketing tips for you. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about the LGBTQIA plus side of things um, because Danny's been out in her business. I'm out in my business as far as uh, my husband's transgender and talking about my background and all of that. Is that something that you feel like you'll infuse more in your business as it continues to grow? Uh, not only just being openly, awesomely you and, and hopefully people finding comfort in that and feeling like they see faces in the entrepreneurial world that look like them. Um, but just, is there something more that you want to do with that side? Um, whether it's, you know, charity donation or or getting out in the community or anything like that, or, um, is that just not something that you've maybe thought about or dug into? Um, I haven't dug in too much about as far as that. Um, but it's something I've thought about. Um, I feel like when you're queer or, um, just straight out gay and you're running something, it's inevitably going to be infused in what you're doing. Um, so that is something I've thought about. And like, I've wanted to kind of be part of like prides and I thought of doing like a pride collection or a gay collection of, um, specific teas and pens and stuff. So as far as that, yes. Um, I haven't thought too much as far as, far as I guess you could call it activism in it. Um, but yeah, it is something I feel like would be a natural connection because I'm gay and um, <laughs> and um, it's the blank bitch. And I feel like a natural correlation would be these kind of um, the LGBT, LGBTQIA plus community, you know what I mean? Would be embracing of that. And, um, and yeah, so it's something I haven't really dug into, but something I've thought, I've thought about. 
I think that, and the reason that I wanted to mention that is because when I, when I talk to other members of the community who are running a business, I think that there's kind of this awkward and weird pressure where it's like, uh, okay, I'm gay, I'm bisexual, I'm whatever letter <laughs> applies to you, but <laughs> do I have to make that this huge part of my business? Do I have mm-hmm. to, to, to infuse activism in, in our businesses? And for me, it's, you know, it's something that we give back to through our business and it's just something that I've always, always done since mm-hmm. I uh, came out. But, but I think it's an interesting conversation to be like, well, do all women who own a business have to apply part of their income to to women charities to you know whatever the case may Mm -hmm. be so i just think it's an interesting conversation that i do feel like there's kind of like a secret uh, or an underlying pressure for us to do more and i think most of us just want to because Mm -hmm. we feel so strongly about our community but i do think it's an interesting conversation to have yeah definitely yeah um yeah i do feel that it's kind of it is kind of a I don't want to say pressure, but well, you said pressure, but, um, (laughs) but yeah, totally. Um, And just, I feel like anytime you have a platform, then there's somewhat of an expectation that you'll take a stance on something um, important. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong, um, really, if you do or don't, but I think it is an expectation um, and however you see fit to do so. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. I'm going to throw it back to Danny for something a little less deep. (laughs) Go ahead. So what I want to kind of talk about is how you see your two, kind of now your two brands um, intersecting as you go forward and kind of what the plan is for that. Um, Because I know you've done a little bit of influencer work with It's Me, Eric. Um, And then Obviously, the blank bitch, you have an opportunity to do that um, mm-hmm. now that you have a second platform and the apparel line gives you more of a potential to do that. Have you thought ahead as far as how the two brands will play separately, how you'll intersect them, where those lines will be drawn? Um, what are you thinking? Yes, I've tried to think a lot about that <laughs> because <laughs> I, I got to a place where all, on my personal, all I was talking about was... Um, the blank bitch. And I feel like, which just makes sense at the start of a launch, you're going to talk about that sort of stuff. But I quickly realized like that was all I was talking about. And I didn't have, like, I basically had no other point of view. So all my followers were like, okay, we get it. Like, we know what you're doing now. <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> so I have kind of thought about where they'll meet and I do a lot of style stuff on my personal one. Mm-hmm. So, um, so having apparel and doing style kind of is a natural, makes it, makes it seamlessly. I can just wear one of my t-shirts and be like, Hey, I'm wearing a cool t-shirt. <laughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me. But yeah, so I, but I, I do feel like I need to come up with some lines as far as when's the correct time to do it and keeping them distant. And I've thought about having, um, Oh, like other Instagram accounts just for fun, like aesthetic ones and um, just having um, other kind of side projects and keeping them totally separate. And it seems my initial thought would be to like announce it on my personal one because I have a following and so then they can go follow. But I feel like it waters, waters it down almost in a way if you are continually talking about it. So I it is a line. I say that because oh I think... Goodness, yeah. Um, so what I've been thinking about as we were prepping for this episode is I keep thinking about Cash Moyer. Um, she's the founder of the Creative at Heart Conference, right? And so she has the Creative at Heart Instagram, 
which obviously has a massive following because people love mm-hmm. the conference. She has Dear Sweetheart Events, which is her wedding planning business, um, which also has a significant following. And then she also has her Cash Moyer Instagram. Duh, because that's mm-hmm. where she talks about her stuff. Um, and sh- the thing that she, I'm assuming, I'm making this up, but from the outside looking <laughs> in, the thing that I feel like she probably runs into is anytime she wants to do any kind of influencer work, she has to explain to people that she has three Instagram accounts and they're all her mm-hmm. accounts. She runs all of them herself and her aggregate influence is following one plus following two plus following three um so as i'm thinking about what you could do with the two brands i'd love to see you consider keeping all of your side projects on the it's me eric instagram because that way as that one continues to grow you don't have to play this game of well i have it's me eric and i have the blank bitch and i have Right. Eric shoes, whatever. Right. <laughs> um, you're not having to explain that and it makes uh-huh. future influencer work a little bit easier because then your media okay. kit doesn't need to be as complex, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. There's less, less explanation, less talking. I like that. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm always, um, I feel like kind of social media is just kind of a crazy world and so (laughs) there's not a complete answer for anything so I'm like I think that's probably the best idea but I don't know um so yeah I love I love any input (laughs) I guess I guess too you have to decide what your goal is gonna be because if your goal isn't to do influencer stuff really then say fuck you Danny that advice doesn't matter (laughs) (laughs) but if your goal is to continue doing the influencer work Mm -hmm. i think that um just as far as explaining in companies and hotels and whatever um because i struggle so hard with explaining that i'm danny the strategist and danny the author and danny the speaker and then (laughs) when you work with me you get exposure to these three different audiences oh plus by the way I'm a leader in the Babetown community. I'm a leader in the Rising Tide. I'm a leader in this. And so I'm talked about in these, like, you know, it, yeah. gets, it gets too much. It gets to be too mm-hmm. much when you're pitching. Um, so if influencer stuff is your goal, yeah, I would say try and keep it as simple as possible. <laughs> that, yes, that does make sense. That breaks it down very easily. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't want to, less explaining is better, I think. So <laughs> yeah. And then, so the other thing I want to talk about is content. So obviously yes. you have a killer Instagram. Um, and so as a part of the pre-show, you told us your 30, 60, and 90 day goals. And in there is a second collection. Um, so what is your, what are your thoughts on future content ideas to kind of build a community around the blank bitch? Um... Oh, goodness. Well, <laughs> <laughs> please come up with a content strategy live on air I know. right now. <laughs> I know. As I have not already thought of it. I've done my homework. Um, <laughs> yes, I know. Well, so I do a lot of, um, obviously, if you've looked at it, I pretty much exclusively post pink pictures, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, reposting and all of that. Um, and I think people really love that. So that's, um, that's mm-hmm. priority number one has to be pink. Um, <laughs> and so I'm getting more into, I'm going to actually set 
out time for myself to just just do content creation for it. So photo shoots and videos and little um, um, flat lays as well as just uh, just pretty things and um, as well as obviously merchandise. So that's this, that's my strategy. So I have I a question for you. <laughs> yes. I have a question for you that might be controversial. Okay. Okay, let me get ready. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that the flat lay is headed towards <clears throat> extinction? I do. <laughs> I do. I do. It's funny because everyone loves, like, I feel like everyone has figured out how to do a flat lay. Right. And right. so everyone kind of sees through it at this point. <laughs> they're like, they're like, oh, I know how long you did that. I know that you have tape holding those things down or I know, <laughs> I know the secret to that. So like no one's fooled by it anymore. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's um, heading towards, um, towards extinction for sure. And yeah. if we had to ask, oh, girl. Hold on. From a photographer's <laughs> standpoint, um, I definitely think the flat lay is on its way out. But I also just think, like I said, as a photographer, I think that, that with a flat lay, yes, a lot of them are gorgeous and you want to repost them. And But there is such an, an emotional connection that's missing from a flat lay. Mm-hmm. Um there is a like a missed opportunity to represent who your consumers are, the diversity of them and who they are, um, how fun they are, the things that they're doing, all of that. Um, and I, I say that generally for, for any business. I just think that there's something hugely, hugely missing, especially when it's apparel. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're talking about like invitations and stuff like that, that's a little bit different. I think it has more of a place for a styled flat light kind of situation. Right. But when it comes to something that people are going to put on their body, they want to see <laughs> plus size women. They want to see right. plus size women wearing it. They want to see um, African-American women wearing it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's just my like input yeah, on that. I like it. <laughs> So um, what I'm hearing is don't do flat lays. I got it. I got it. <laughs> no, I agree. You could even incorporate all of your like home decor and instead mm-hmm. of doing a flat lay, you could do gorgeous pictures of them hanging up or right. on the back of your beautiful couch there or whatever. Just, yeah. I think that flat lays are exactly that flat and there's flat. just so much life missing from them. Yes, they're lifeless. Yeah. No, I do like, my favorite photos are kind of, even if it's just a product more around like lifestyle. So mm-hmm. I like to, if, if your product's a, whatever, a jacket, I like to see it hanging on a chair or, you know, things like that, like interacting with the space. I do enjoy that more. Um, so yeah, I, um, no flat lace. Check. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is coming next though? Like, I don't know if you follow a Lishy Lishy, a Lishy Lishy. Yeah, that's her handle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but she does a lot of stop motion. Um, and mm-hmm. I've seen stop motion start to pick up a little, uh, uh-huh. but I don't know if you see anything else coming from your stylist brain that's going to be like the next hot Instagram trend. Oh my God. Yes. Well, um, that is something I want to do more like stop motion and little videos and stuff. I think that is the, the, um, the big thing. And also I just found it out that, um, I just found out this is probably known unknown fact but um on like if you're doing an ad on facebook video it um prefers video which is facebook we're talking about instagram but um so as far as creating content if you like cross if you cross from instagram to facebook like videos even if it's stop motion even if it's just 
like a picture in the form of a video, it'll be preferred by Facebook. So it'll show up better. So I think that is possibly why um, kind of people are doing more videos and little snippets. But yes, I do love like the stop motion, lishy lishy and all that stuff. I, I love it, it's cute. I saw one the other day, so, someone just like a bright colored wall and they were just kicking their shoes on their feet, like back and forth oh. in front of the wall. And it was so cute. And I also was like, you're laying on the ground right now, but it's still cute, I don't care. <laughs> she did one for National Champagne Day, I think. Mm -hmm. It was an empty bottle of champagne, but she did it as if it was like popping the lid off a full bottle of champagne. And mm -hmm. instead of champagne spraying out, because that would not be cute in a stuff. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was like gold, thick, thick gold confetti that sprayed out. Uh, it was a really oh my gosh. cool stuff. Oh my gosh, love it. <laughs> I know. Sometimes I'm like, you people are too creative. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, um, do you have any last thoughts for us? Oh my God, that went so quickly. I know. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. I'm excited and I'm glad that you asked me to meet with you all and talk and just hang out. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I hope um, next time we talk and hang out, it'll be, I'll have much more, um, much more to say about the success of the Plank Bench, which to me is so far has been su successful. You but mean it, I when think, we hang out on Monday? Um, well, okay, <laughs> no, I mean, the next time you invite me on to this wonderful podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, dude, what's up your I know. For You're like, but yes, by Monday I'll like be successful business. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh i love it so much well tell the audience where they can stalk you because if this episode hasn't convinced them then i don't know oh my gosh yes well obviously the blank bitch on instagram or it's me eric c on instagram or you can go to the blank bitch and um I'll love you forever if you buy all my stuff. <laughs> and you yes, go stalk didn't me. even talk. You just launched your pin collection this week, didn't you? Yeah, I just launched it. Yeah, I have five pins, one for each bitch. And um, yeah, they're really cool. And um, they've gotten good reactions so far. So it's a little pre-sale. So, um, but yeah, I can't wait for people to buy them and see them wearing them. And I'm so excited to get them. Love it. Yes. Well, we will talk to you soon. Oh my God, thank you so much. Bye. Bye.